Welcome to Power Up Your Business Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Jones. I own Q Performance and operate Q Performance, where we assist and mentor and coach and guide tradie business owners how to ultimately make more money from their business, how to work less in their business, and ultimately create a great lifestyle for themselves and their family. Too often we see business owners that become enslaved to their business. They've got no time, no money. We're all about making sure you build an asset and a business that serves you and your lifestyle and your family requirements. So that's what we get excited about. We're about working smarter, not harder. In this episode, we speak with Peter Hill from Hills Electrical based in Sydney. Pete's been on this podcast before. And this is a great episode, everyone. This is about how we frame things and we call things around the war on talent. Everyone out there, whether you're in WA, whether you're in Queensland, Victoria, New South Wales, Tassie, South Australia, Northern Territory, everyone is struggling to find good people. Now, what we're about and what we really implore is that you have to invest the time to make your business attractive to so that you attract great talent. Now, the starting point with that is though, for a lot of business owners is that they actually neglect the people that they've already got on board. They don't train them enough. Often we'll hear business owners say, I haven't got enough time to train, or they'll say, oh, this person's got no good or got no idea. What we talk about in this episode with Peter is that Peter made a commitment to train his apprentices from a first year, second year. He spent a lot of time on site, really working hard with his apprentices to build them up, build their confidence up, build their technical skills up, and more importantly, allowing them to make decisions rather than trying to be micromanaged. And the outcome of that is that you'll hear Peter has now developed first-year, second-year apprentices who are, who are delivering an output like a first- or second-year tradesman. So he really provided the confidence and he really invested a lot of time into his team and he's now reaping the rewards with productivity. You'll hear how he now doesn't have a big team. He's actually got less people than he's had before, but his output is more. Why? Because every one of his team members are really operating at a high level. So this is a great podcast and I really want you to tune in and hear when Peter talks about how his current first-year apprentices are excited when they become a second-year apprentice, how, when they will start training and guiding and mentoring when the next first years uh, come on board. So Peter's really implementing and building in a succession plan. So it's all about building from within. So everyone out there that's really finding it tough to find uh, the right team members, finding it tough to have the capacity to deliver their work, this is a great one to really think a little bit differently. So think about really brooding from within, focusing from within, and maximizing what you've already got in front of you in terms of your team, because your team members are ready to go. I guarantee it. You just got to tap in and find that right vein that will really set them off on the right trajectory in terms of delivering higher output. All right, everyone, really enjoy this episode. Cheers. Here to change your life because there's too much on the line. You're sacrificing shitload now, and your family need to benefit. You got to make learning a passion for yourself. The clicker for me come to realise that hey, I've got to get better at business. Peter Hill, welcome to this episode of. Up your business podcast, mate. Great to have you on board. This is your second 
edition, second run through of, of being on the podcast. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Matt. Nice to join you again. Yeah, and this is a really cool podcast, this one, and really great story. And it's essentially around apprentices. And it's about how we as business owners leverage the power of apprentices. And you've done some really great work over the last 12, 18 months with your team and, and your young team specifically about really getting them up to speed, building confidence in them, and ultimately letting them go. And some of the results that you've got, which we'll talk about it through the course of this podcast, you know, is absolutely sensational, which is definitely admired by, I know a lot of people in our Q Performance community, but it just now in, in general. Now, what about just share, and we often talk about, we have great conversations about the, the trades, and we all grow up as tradesmen, you know, when we were apprentice, don't talk. Just basically when I was doing my apprenticeship in the 80s as a South African boss, there's no way I was going to talk back to him, number one. Number two, I wasn't going to stick my head up because I'd probably get it, you know, knocked off. It's just like work, work, work. But what do you think in the trade game now and in the construction game now, what do you think is a bit of the stigma around, say, apprentices or a bit of that cultural thought process around that, oh, look, I was an apprentice and basically just sort of grab a broom. What, what's your take on that? Yeah, I completely disagree with the notion that um, apprentices are a negative, have a negative impact on your business. Over the years, we've had terrific results with apprentices and you've got to see it as an opportunity to, to grow yourself. Um, you're going to see them. It, it makes you have a look at yourself and all the behaviour and your actions these young um, young boys and girls that often start with you, you've got, got the chance to shape their young adulthood and hopefully make a difference in their their life, long you know, lessons they're going to take from you. All, all they've had up until you start with them is their school teacher, their football coach or their netball coach and their parents. So all of a sudden they've got another adult or adults in your team to look up to and take advice from and um, they'll follow along you know, the influence that, that you create for them. And that's a whole thing about the within the environment that you're building and the values and the culture that you're building. And we see a lot, right, where within your organisation, as you mentioned before, you're shaping an individual, you're giving them skills and lifelong skills and principles that they can take on with them. Well, well and truly, you know, long after they've left your organisation. And the key thing that a lot of business owners fail here is they actually fail to realise from a mindset point of view that they have got an individual that they can shape and that they can actually build confidence in. Because a, a lot of the apprentices that are working right now, they're coming back to what you're saying. They've come, they maybe they've come through a bit of a, their childhood and they haven't really been given the confidence or no one's really pat them on the back and said, hey, you're good at this. Often... A lot of apprentices just fall into the trade because they weren't good at school. So generally, they've you know some of them have had 10, 12, 13 years of just being in the bottom grades or mediocre. Yeah, mediocre. They've never had the, the spotlight shined on them for the right reasons. It generally has been the negative. And we've got an opportunity to build them up, build the new skills in them, confidence. And one of the key things that we talk about, right, building them that, that mastery where they're actually getting becoming really competent uh, within themselves. One of the things we're seeing now, and, and a lot of people now 
and obviously the government's really pushing to get the apprentices on board. So we've got a lot of subsidy. So, and I, I hate seeing it where a lot of people are putting apprentices on basically to make a bit of money. They're happy just to get this apprentice on, they're getting subsidy and essentially they're having someone there that again will just dig or push a broom as opposed to having that mindset where we've got where I've got a young person here, young individual, that how can I, and as you mentioned before, how can you challenge yourself? How can I as a leader, as a mentor or a coach, grow this individual? So this is where, but this is the challenge now that I think a lot of people are facing across the board, especially in the trade space around Australia, is how do we build good, skilled labour internally rather than externally? And we talk about that, the war on talent. But coming back to it, so how have you challenged your mindset over the years? And, and Pete, coming through generational business, you were taught by your dad, was very much work head down. How have you had to evolve your leadership especially with this new generation where they want empowerment, they want support, they want guidance, and they want recognition. Have you had to really change your leadership? Well, you go into it with a positive mindset and you go into it with a mindset not every day is going to be uh, roses. There's going to be some tough days having an apprentice. Um, being a leader, you don't use an apprentice to get back to the way your apprenticeship was. Um, you kind of have a chip on your shoulder. You got to wash that away and just have have a plan for them. Have a bit of a training plan, and also have targets that you want them to meet year on year or every six months. Have a target of where a first year should be, where a second year should be. Help them out from day one. Have things they won't flourish if you don't put time into them. But simple things such as the first day you're with them, they should have some lists. You expect them to unpack your truck and get the right tools. Well. You're expecting some someone to come in with it, know exactly what a, a nail gun is and what kind of case it is. So how about you label it for them on the outside, have a nail gun written on it, have a spot with the truck, nail gun so they can put them away. Just help them out, right? We use the, if you, you might have a, few, a couple of vehicles, we write the number plate and write the number, you know, what tool it is. So help them out from the first moment, give them some confidence that they're putting things in the right spot. You can't. They can't be confident if they're second-guessing every action they do and then they get yelled at because we're all guilty of having a, you know, every now and then just blaming the apprentice, but often it's a good chance to look at yourself and your team, of how your team operates to plan ahead and be, you know, coach them along the way. Mm-hmm. Like simple, those kind of things that we, we do. And really what you're talking about there and touching on there is is that, and how we frame it within our community, business performance mindset, where what you're doing as a business owner, what you're seeing, you're taking accountability for. So in other words, if the apprentice doesn't understand something or doesn't know what the tool is, you take ownership of it and state, well, I've got to train them better or maybe I need to give them a checklist or give them some photos or give them some extra time and attention so they get it. Whereas what most trading business owners do in the training mindset They'll blame the individual. Why don't they get this? I haven't got time for this. I'm paying this guy money. It's wasting my time. You know what? Just forget about the tool. Just grab the shovel and just keep digging. Right? And it's essentially like, as we frame, it's a bit like treating them like a mushroom, you know, keeping them in the dark. Don't give them any information. Don't give them any, any nourishment, as you say. 
you keep them in dark, no nourishment, and you expect them to, to continually flourish, which is never going to happen. And too many people, and I've heard so many over the decades, so many business owners pretty much state, oh, look, I'll wait till this apprentice you know, becomes a tradesman till he's any value. And they fail to realise that if you don't start nourishing them as a first year, you're never going to get any value out of them as a tradesman, correct? Yep, 100%, from six months onwards. But early on, you can get good results out of them for basic stuff. And the first six months is an attitude test. But this with the first year, obviously, not a second mm. second year, we'd have a different benchmark. The first six six months with a first year, it's all about attitude and teaching them the work environment and your your culture and your business and what you would expect or your behavioural standards. That you know, if you you might be one on one with the apprentice for five days a week or four days a week, but um, they're going to take everything that you're teaching them on. So I'm packing it there. So. Let's just go through a bit of a process. We've got a first year on and breaking down like the first six months. So this first six months really targeting attitude, coming back to the way we do it here, which is all about our values and it's all about them buying into our expected and desired behaviours. Yep, correct. And getting them to really be part of and believe in in the culture and what we're developing. And so what are some of the – in that first six-month period, what are some of the the things you'll implement with them to – to test them on that. Turning up on time, all those kind of things that you want to, the little markers that we all take for granted, you just hold hold them really, really important in that first six months. Attitude, walking, how they walk. Mm. You know, are they walking just to walk or are they walking to get that, are they focused on what they're going to get? Mm. Um, those kind of things has, has a big influence on how you're going to train those people too and how much effort you're going to put into them. If, mm. if you see them walking... Shuffle their feet. Focused. If they're shuffling their feet, you're going to shuffle too. Yeah. But if they're determined and walk with intent, it's hard not to be attracted help to someone. that. Yeah. yeah and, and help them achieve. You know, I like that word intent, right? I like that word intent. Just again, just go get that tool with intent. They get there, get they back. get the tool, they come back. Yeah. And with intent, clean the truck with intent, clean the smoker shed with intent rather than just sort of shuffling around, get in and get it done. Turn up with intent. And as we say, if you're not early, you're late. Yep. Do they pack their lunch? What's their sort of food like as well? Like do, ha, get an understanding of what they're like outside of work as well, which obviously impacts their performance yeah. on the job site. Yeah, 100%. Going away to get lunch twice a day is no good for anyone. Um, their hip pocket mm. or their health or your your health, you know, driving up the road every every day, twice a day, is, doesn't really pay pay well either. Yeah, um, and it's disjointed. You got no momentum in the day, so those kind of things, attitude, presentation. Yeah, presentation is massive. And what about then too? Then that test within the first six months, obviously communicating within the team, and also getting feedback from your leading hands and your key team members. But what do you look for in terms of communication and, and working as a team player? Yeah, from day one, you're always talking to the people around them because you can't be there all the time. So you're always, you're staying in constant contact with the people working with them and find out how they're performing, their attitude, all, all, all things that behind mm. when you're not there, they might slacken off a bit. Yeah. And that just, that just goes down to the culture of, that you've got in your team, if mm. 
often they're going to get tagged along because the, the culture in it. I don't know our, our team. We've got this belief that every for every apprentice that comes through, we want to be better than the last one because the bar just keeps getting set higher and higher, and the performances are better. And the more that that first year can do for the second year, the second year can do act as the third year. And they just their learnings just off the, off the charts kind of thing by doing that by that pushing. Yeah, mm. I love that. I love that having that. We want the every apprentice to raise the bar. On the previous apprentice mm. and again it just flows up the chain where there's an expectation of productivity so after that first six months then rolling into the next they're coming up to 12 months 18 months and rolling into the, the back end of a, a second year what are some of the tests and really getting them really skilled up then on the on the job site right really getting them quite technical how do we start what, what's your investment in time and energy and focus and money to really start to ramp up their skill level to really start to ramp up their confidence level as well and as we all know when you learn and you start become a master you really start to enjoy what you're doing as well so what are the key tactics and training and and areas that you're really working within your organization to improve and develop your apprentices so it's it's not just myself often it's the other apprentices Pushing this um, this training regime, you call it. Um, we make little videos and how to do videos and all these little technical things, such as setting timers or how to fit off th- certain thermostats or contactors. Just a little video, so they get that confidence of not having to ask every time. Hmm. So straight away, there's they're just doing things, and you get that satisfaction of go, oh, "Have you got that done?" And then you go over and check it, and, and it's all right. That straight away that gives them like you said, confidence mm. and it just confidence breeds confidence. So they just, they enjoy it. Like you said, they, they enjoy it more. Well, they love it. They're getting pats. They're getting pats on the back. You're, you're focusing on the good things that they're doing. Yeah. Yep. And the key thing there though, that you, you're setting them up for success in the way that you're giving them reference material, training material, videos that they can actually reference. Mm. Often in the trading mindset, you shout at someone to get it done. Then you come back and you can't believe it's not done. Whereas, most people need to understand as a your learning capacity, a lot of people don't learn auditory. You know, they need that visual or the other reference there. Again, you're doing a great job of taking ownership of, of you understand that you've got to provide the, the content, the material, and the support for the apprentices. Yeah, and they help. They, they have suggestions too. Uh, the current first year, we've got this year, made a few suggestions for a few power, like certain ways we do some things he said oh that'd be good to have for you know when we put someone on next year so it gives him confidence teaching that it's all right you, you don't just give them the video and off you go you got to teach it the first time mm. and go through it thoroughly and then you show them where where that video is located as well and yeah. then they can next time they can do it by themselves at their own pace to, to learn you know yeah. you over the top of them you know with your phone on the phone trying to talk to someone else and then watching them do it so it's much more comfortable way to learn for them. Yeah. I think I just want to double back there because you said something that's really powerful and that's the culture that you're building within the organisation where you said that the first year has come up with suggestions about when he's the second year and he's going to train the next first year, how he's going to go about things. Now, that is awesome, yeah. right? That There's culture and that's what we talk about. You're breeding it internally where as a first year because 
he's getting so much contact from the second year in the training. They're seeing what the the process is and they're seeing a, a journey for them that they know, oh, cool, when I'm a second year, I'll start to be a trainer. Yep. And when you, as you all know, when you start teaching people, that's when your knowledge goes to another level. It's amazing when you start to teach people, your knowledge goes up. And again, then your confidence just keeps on growing. Yeah, 100%. So you now we've got a second year and a first year and I, I kind of just shadow shadow them a bit. And I, I just keep my distance a bit from them. And just explain what explain what you when you shadow them. Just explain how you undertake that. So I guess it's a, a bit of a combination of be far enough away from to get stuck and fail and make mistakes, but be close enough to help them fix it. If you're going to expect a lot from people, you've got to give them a lot. So I, I feel like in, in our training, I try to spend I'd say two days a week with the apprentices in some capacity training and every every day I want to make one item that we train either I train them or they train me yeah that's, that's a good point so you're getting them to train you and to yeah, talk through it which really puts them on the spot and all of a sudden they've got to think whereas before they've been doing they've been told from here to here do this do this do this and all, then when you ask them okay I'm here what do you want me to do and that's kind of how if I've got a meeting or something, I just want to come in, turn up and go, okay, what do you want me to do and how am I going to do it? And just explain some of the things that you'll ask them to do, whether it be like a rough-in or a fit-off. What, yeah. what's, what's, what's an example? Okay, I was going to run a, a power circuit for a kitchen. I turned up and said, okay, what am I, what am I, what's my job today? And they said, oh, you, you, I've drawn out this kitchen circuit for you. Okay, well, how am I gonna, where am I going to run it? And I just got no idea. Pretend I'm a first year. Tell me how, how I'm going to do it. And I went, let him go through it and there was some – Item here and there, there was a few hiccups, and I said, "Okay, well, just next time, just do this a little bit differently, and maybe you could do that differently, because the next person might not be as adaptable as, as me. Yeah, um, it might not be a an apprentice that's done it for twenty years. It might be an apprentice that's done it for <laughs> one year. <laughs> so we'll yeah, yeah. Right. so just little things like just drilling when when they're drilling and stuff, just just drill it." really easy for someone to follow so they're not spending five minutes to try and get a cable through if you drill it the way we've we've spoken about and then give me the layout and he it, it threw him off a little bit but that's when you learn hmm. well, yeah that's exactly that's when he, he, hmm. he said that to me he goes you going through that with me kind of rattled his cage but i wasn't at him but it just hmm. made him aware the rest of the day he was thinking about it yep so you've, you've gone through the little details there because you mentioned something that's very obviously detailed, which is about, as an example, drill in a straight line or make sure it's mm. drilled clean so the conduit fits in there clean and you're not having to you know, make sure they're all aligned or the same height. or Yeah, exactly. And they're, they're the one percenters that can drive well, efficiency. They drive the efficiency, but and in particular with the yeah. Yeah, pro, yeah, productivity, you're, you're in and out, you've, mm. it's faster, it's, it's a better job. Um, and it's so much easier if the foundation's set. <laughs> oh, 100%. And now, look, it's a big commitment that you make. Right? Two days, roughly two days a week, you're spending time with your apprentices. And now you enjoy being on site. You would do a great job of mentoring. You've got that good demeanour as a coach, uh, you know, as that mentor. And now, and a lot of people, again, a lot of people will often say, but Jonesy, I haven't got time to do that. Whereas they're not seeing 
the value in by doing that, the investment in that time, the return that you're getting, Pete, over a long period of time is amazing. And some of the stories that, that you've shared with, with myself and obviously with our community that, you know, you've got second-year apprentices there that are basically outperforming tradesmen in terms of their delivery, their output, their productivity. They're doing things quicker than you can do it. Yep. All as per our processes and they know them better than myself. Like some of the things that we do and how we do it, they pull me up on it and just smash it, to be honest. <laughs> just- yeah, no, look, you know, I'm, and look, just to listeners out there, the numbers, like in terms of, because the whole thing is, is it's, it's great talking about the team and productivity, but with Pete, you know, like, in, and with what you've done in the financials is there, right? It's on your scorecards reported in terms of the, the low wage costs, like in terms of relatively not a big team. Okay, this is what I want everyone to understand. Pete hasn't got a big team, but his output is huge. What they get through is huge. And again, we're not saying, I just want everyone to be clear here. This is not working massive hours. This is not working overtime. This is not working weekends, right? This is just, absolutely coming back to intent every hour that we're working between say three and three thirty monday to friday there's intent there yep we're, we're minimizing slippage or wastage or it's just like the intent is there and everyone's operating at a high level you don't need a big team to get high output and what you've done with that investment in the the apprentices and and their skill level their cohesion their confidence level their understanding their thinking as well their yeah their critical thinking has gone to another level and it's just amazing like let's just talk about was that long let's say three or four five years ago there's no way you'd be thinking you'd be getting through this output with the number of team members you've got on now no way no we're probably down to team members and what we've had over the years and i'd say turnovers up what 20 percent or something something like that so we're down down 20 percent and up <laughs> yeah sure yeah so yeah, labor a labor dollars down twenty percent, and then the uh, it's up twenty percent on on turnover or productivity. So there's it's like a forty percent gap there, as it were, in terms of that the drive, only a fifty percent increase there. When we look at it from a an operating uh, a wage cost perspective, it's just it is through the roof in terms of what you are achieving with a young team, and coming back to it with that young team and. We all need to appreciate we've got a new generation, right? The, the new generation, they want their recognition. They want buy-in. You know, they want to know. They want to know what's the purpose of what we're trying to achieve here, which is a lot different to our day. Agree? And as you mentioned from the get-go, you've got to forget about the old way, and this is the new way. We've got to, we've got to buy into it. And I often say to, to, to business owners, they'll say, oh, bloody apprentices or the new generation. I say, look, if you don't, if you don't want to deal with the new generation, shut your business down. Yeah. Because it ain't gonna, it ain't gonna happen for you. Now, what's your take on with with the new generation and, and what you're tapping into? What do you really see that drives them and inspires them? What do you think they're really looking for? Um, to work with independence and confidence. Um, to have progression, like our first year, saying next year he'll be the, the trainer. He'll be yeah. the second year. He'll be upper level. That progression means a lot to them i feel having a purpose of what they're doing as well why mm. why are we doing these things because we work for these customers and that's what they expect and we we promise them we're going to do all these things that's kind of the, the discussions that we have mm. they want to be proud of what they've done 
more than yeah. more than I've ever seen. They all want to be. This generation seems to be want to be proud of everything they do, and you know they're all playing with four wheel drives and stuff like that now. And who's got the nicest four wheel drive, the lift or whatever? They're all into. They're all proud of what those little things that they mm. they can show for. Well, you think of it now, like I just look at it now. They're proud of their appearance. They're definitely they're proud of the community. They're proud of whatever they're supporting at the time. You know, whether it be environmental or cultural or, or race, they're definitely a lot more enthusiastic, and they've definitely they want a voice. And the great thing that you're doing, you're giving them a voice and allowing them to channel that within the organisation and talking about from before where a lot of them, they want that, they may, but they may never have had that before in their previous experiences where within your organisation you're allowing them that voice, you're giving them that, that confidence to, to flourish and I just love that word flourish, right? It's all about, it's not about being the best, but it's about being your personal your best. best. Yeah. That's right. You're providing a platform to allow individuals to come in and be their personal best. Now, granted, some people don't last, agree? And we have that, oh, yeah. we have the whole higher, slow, fire fast mentality. Yeah. If they don't cut it, sorry, you don't belong here. And so that's that's just a given, right? We're not there for we're not a charity. We just want uh, that organization and a, and a group that are all buying in and we're all working together and we're all contributing to one another's success, right? It's all about the team. It's not about me as an individual. Now, one of the things, and just to really sort of round it out now, mate, we're talking about patience. It'd be like you were saying, you've got to be prepared for them to make mistakes. We've got to be patient. Now, most trading business owners, we're not patient, you know, because, yeah. and, generally, and generally that comes on the back of poor planning, poor preparation, everything's reactive, and because they don't communicate well with their clients, they get thrown into things last minute, and it's just this whole go, 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 right? It's on that, the hamstring on the wheel scenario that we're well versed in but we've got to be patient and what you're doing is patience and we talk about a concept within the community latent potential there's a really powerful concept on latent potential and everyone out there listening you really need to understand latent potential and latent potential is this is that when you invest in an individual often in the trading mindset you expect output straight away you expect things to go upright if we're looking from a graph you know I expect improvement straight away. Whereas latent potential, when you know that, is that things go down. So when we start training and all that investment, you don't get any reward for maybe a month, maybe three months, maybe six months. But because we're patient and latent potential, when it then kicks, we really get a big spike in improvement. But unfortunately, most people haven't got the patience to see out the latent potential. And because they're seeing the dip and they say, oh, it's not working, they never, they never see a return. They, they cut it early. And credit to you, mate, with yourself and your team, is that you understand that latent potential and having the patience with the right individual, with the right attitude, to see it through, to wait till they spike and really hit their straps. Like how important is it to have that patience? And, again, relating to that latent potential, we're understanding some individuals take a bit longer than others. Exactly. And they've all got their own skill set. So. Some might be really good return on some things, and some will be slower to pick some things up on other uh, other things. Um, we, yeah, we, I think patience is not just from our our team internally; it's from our all our partners, our customers, our suppliers. They all understand that an apprentice 
isn't to be frowned upon and it's to be encouraged and they all like give advice and teach mm. you know even our suppliers will ring up privately ring up um an apprentice if they've done an order and then like guide them through it and teach them and coach them builders will, will stop and other trades will stop and help out and you know receive that reassurance for the, the apprentices so it's it's not just our team it's the whole framework that we work in and all, all our partners what's your whole uh, ecosystem it's my whole yeah whole yeah. ecosystem that, that contribute to their success that's great it's good way, it's a great way you frame that i mean that, that comes down to the way we do it here and only dealing with people who have got values that are aligned to yours yeah and selecting your a team of support partners very carefully um, that again appreciate what you're trying to do on your vision and where you're trying to grow your business so that again it is a it is a whole ecosystem there that's supporting every individual to thrive exactly exactly now mate just and like this is what we i love it like i love this and i love the whole fact of you know focusing on the individual and really changing the the perception of apprentices within the the trade space now given just to finish up, I'm keen to get your your thoughts and I suppose your one key takeaway. But given where we are now, there is a war on talent. There's not many people around. There's not many skilled people around. It's very hard, would you agree, to get a decent qualified tradesman, electrical tradesman with the right attitude. Agree, Pete? That's a tough oh, gear. Yep, completely. Yep. Now, the easiest way, and this is where people need to change their thinking, this is what we're really passionate about, is you've got to build that succession planning from within you, you you can't rely on anything external but if you can like what you're doing bring a first year on that first year is trained by the second year and then the second year becomes the third year and then next year that first year becomes the second year you bring another first year in and then over two or three years by the time two or three four years have gone through that process you're then pushing out every year good quality tradesmen right we're playing a long game here and this is where business owners we're playing a long game you've got to start investing this now to really beat that war on talent, breed from within, build in that succession planning. But as a takeaway, what would you, your number one takeaway for any listener out there, again, that may be sitting back now, maybe scoffing, going, oh, bloody apprentices, yeah, right, Pete. That's Yeah, that might be different in your world, mate, but not in my world. It's Apprentices, are, you know, they're, they just don't get it. But how would what would you frame or what was the takeaway that you'd like to give to those people potentially with the wrong mindset slow it down and have a think about it i think just think about what you why you're going to put an apprentice on don't just put them on for the sake of it what what do you want to achieve with the apprentice and just once you know that then you can create the environment for them and the like, ecosystem you gotta start working on your ecosystem and make sure that everyone's on board and you're gonna um i don't know just Every little bit matters for them. So mm. just have the lists, like prepare for it. Don't You're not going to go put an admin lady on and say, come in and here's the books, here's a computer, see you later. So the same with an apprentice. Have have things in place, have processes in place, take induction. your time. Have, yeah, induction have an induction for them. Yeah. Yep. And just don't expect anything if you don't put it into it. Mm. No, it's good. It's great advice. And I think what you're encapsulating there, it's about having care showing care and showing compassion, showing empathy for the individual is really important. And one thing that I love what you said, just understand why you're putting an apprentice on. Don't put an apprentice on just for the sake of it. And a lot of people right now 
or putting an apprentice on just for the sake of it because there's government subsidy, which is so short-term and short-minded. And at the end of the day, it really lets down the individual apprentice because there is no plan. There's no real, okay, what is the succession plan or what's the journey and the development for the individual? And generally, it ends up in frustration because people have just gone for the quick, quick cash grab. The apprentice will see through that too. They're pretty clever. They're going to see through that and they're going to look elsewhere and then no one wins. So, Oh, they're very clever. Yeah, get, they this is a, I think, again, as, as business owners, we need to definitely appreciate that we've got some great people there ready to flourish, but we've got to give them the right nutrients. So, yeah, exactly. Well, Pete, we'll reconnect at the end of 2022 and see how we're going with the next the next crop. Yes, exactly. Fantastic. But thanks for joining us again, Pete. Okay, thanks, Matt. See ya. You're here to change your life. Because there's too much on the line, you're sacrificing shitload now and your family need to benefit. You've got to make learning a passion for yourself. The clicker for me come and realise that, hey, I've got to get better at business. 